Hey, this is Steve Yurchik, author of Swing Away Stand. If you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my good friend, Scott Ferguson. Let's level up. Time to Shine Today podcast, Varsity Squad. This is Scott Ferguson, and we're at episode 270 with my really good friend, Steve Yurchik. Uh, Steve played some college baseball, some professional baseball. Now he's a fantastic baseball coach. Man, what you can't find a better person to really kind of teach our youth to level up because baseball is a sport of failure. I mean, if you get a hit three times out of 10, you're in the Hall of Fame. And the mindset and the knowledge nuggets that Steve drops in this interview are just fantastic. Uh, it was, he wrote an awesome, awesome business parable called Swing Away Stand. Well, not even a business parable, just a parable story about Swing Away Stand, about blasting through adversity, uh, especially the unavoidable ones because they are going to come up in our life. So I'm just going to kind of shut up right now, get into our interview. With my really good friend, author of Swingway Stan and baseball coach Steve Yurchek. Let's level up. Time to shine today, podcast varsity squad. This is Scott Ferguson, and I got me my boy from Texas College Station, um, Texas A&M fan, Aggie fan. I resonate with him, and my listeners out there know about my relationship with Jimbo and the just how fantastic that coach is. And also, you bring people out of Texas, like my boy Steve Yurchek here. And he was introduced to me by uh, 4D athletes, Jason Holzer, um, who's a dear friend of mine. And anybody that Jason says I need to speak to, I have to speak to. And so Steve is a teacher, coach in College Station, Texas. He spent his youth playing baseball along with a variety of team sports. After high school, he took the opportunity to play college baseball, upon which upon led into the independent league. So he's got some skills, folks. Upon completion of graduate school at Texas A&M, he wrote and published a children's book titled Swing Away Stand, which I have a book giveaway at the end. So you have to sit here and listen to my rock star friend, Steve. Steve, welcome to the show. Please introduce yourself to Time to Shine Today podcast, Varsity Squad. But first, what's your favorite color and why? Ooh, uh, you know, I guess I would have to go with, uh, since we had so much Aggie talk already, I'll go with maroon. Maroon is a solid color, man. I love it. I love it. It was funny. That's uh, my middle school was maroon, and we were the Mariners, Maroon Mariners, or something like that. It was was a lot of fun. So, yeah, seriously, man, thanks for coming on. And I'm stoked to talk to you and how you level up a lot of the youth and and people that are coming up in the stage and molding minds. Can we get to the roots a little bit of where you started, where your foundation is? So, uh, you know, I'm from a small town in Texas, uh, but I guess, you know, that foundation is, you know, I was always in athletics. I was always playing Little League Baseball or I was in, uh, you know, rec sports of some sort. Um, And it was, you know, I grew up, I was born in the 80s and grew up in the 90s. So thankfully, I feel like, you know, I was pre-internet for a little bit and I was able to realize how to fulfill my time outside um, other than, you know, uh, technology, which is as good as it can be a little bit distracting, as we all know. Um, I just loved it and I love playing ball and it, it really created a lot of opportunities for me to kind of, you know, it's just, you learn and and you meet people and you, you go around the country and junior college and and university level and stuff like that. And, uh, it's, it's, it's brought me a lot, uh, that I guess I wouldn't have thought I experienced, uh, maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago. Give me one of those experiences that really stand out to you, brother. You know, uh, that's a good question. Uh, we probably my senior year, uh, we won a conference title and that's probably sticks out the most because I promise you, Scott, I lost so much from little league to high school 
to junior college, we got our doors beat in on so many teams I played in. And this was kind of my last hurrah my senior year in 08. And, and we got a title and I was kind of able to go out on top. Um, so that's probably my favorite memory so far. That's awesome. You know, it's it's funny that you might have lost, but I bet you if your team went to any other state, you guys would have probably put the smack down. You guys are actually probably pretty good, right? It, it depends on the state. You know, Florida's got some good yeah, teams Yeah, we got there. some stuff, you know, if yeah. You stay in the South, Florida's got some good teams. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi and California, I think, are sure. some of the biggest. Arizona's got some big yeah. schools. I guess baseball. So it's the Southern thing, you know. We always have teams from Pennsylvania or Ohio come down and play and their team, their whole field is frozen in early February. So everybody comes from <laughs> Texas or Florida. Right. Florida's probably a big one too. They host tournaments. So uh, we might have had an advantage as it comes to calendar play, I would say. Love it. Love it. And so what do you do then? With Are you working with people within the leveling up or are you working with the youth or what, what, what's your story right now? So I'm at College Station High School, um, and I'm teaching and coaching up there. That's in awesome. U.S. history, and uh, it's baseball. And, um, you know, I don't think I want to do anything else. You know, I've been in athletics my whole life. I've tried some different things along the way, um, and this just kind of feels natural. You know, I like being in athletics, and it's, you know, uh, it's one of those days you're not going to be able to play anymore, but, you know, uh, the closest I could get back to playing is coaching. So it's, it's, it's really fun. Um, there are its challenges like any job, but, um, you know, you're able to go up and, and you get to the school and you get to the, to the field and I don't want to do anything else. So if I'm able to be around 20, 30 guys a year and play ball, I'll do it until uh, probably in a wheelchair, maybe hopefully. So, I love it. Um, I love it. And, and education is so structured, right? So you right. have different ways and, I, I don't ever knock education ever because I think sure. it's, it, I did not go really to college, um, but I mentor teenagers every day here. And they're like, Fergie, should I go to college? I'm like, absolutely. The connections you make and, and whatnot. Is there anything outside the box that you don't mind sharing that you maybe kind of talk to these students about that is not just about ABCs and one, two, three, something that like, hey, life's going to punch you in the mouth. I mean, be prepared or like, is there anything outside the box you don't mind sharing? Sure. You know, it's interesting you bring that up because this whole NIL thing has come up recently. Mm-hmm. So this whole, you know, there's a big dollar sign. It seems to be at the end of the rainbow rather than, you know, I want to go to college and I want to play ball and I want to try to get to the next level. So the conversation usually always was, hey, you know, uh, when you want to play at the next level, or if you want to go to college or even if you want to go to a trade school, you know, those are all things that are really valuable. The conversation changed from, hey, I want to play to the next level. And now sometimes uh, you try to keep a young uh, student athlete from getting a little bit too far over their skis because they see this guy online. He did X, Y and Z. And I, hey, I'm all for having goals and I'm even all for having unrealistic goals. You got to set some things out there sometimes where, you know, you got to believe in yourself, number one. Uh, but you really got to go uh, where you're wanted, number one. You know, you got to go where you're going to be on the field and go to play and, that's why I'm kind of thankful I went the junior college route because I'm if I went to a four-year university, I probably wouldn't saw the field for the first two years. Sure. So those first, you know, those two years of junior college are really valuable. You're able to get, you know, almost 100 games under your belt and 300 at-bats a year. So um, try to go where you're wanted. Um, proximity is important. Sometimes they choose uh, close family, and that's, that's all important. So always okay. make sure you're trying to make the decision what's best for you and your family and not necessarily um, – you know, the shiny object, I sure. guess I would say. Love it. And so what do you think makes a great educator? 
I think communication, you know, you have to build those relationships. I think it's the same as with a coach. You're transferring information, you know, and you're in the military and you know communication is paramount. You know, how if 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 this group of soldiers maybe doesn't accomplish a task, is that the soldier's fault or maybe is it the communication that was given to them? So if you're an educator or if you're a coach and somebody kind of comes up short of their task, a good educator, a good coach is, is are they willing and are they open to discussing the format, the lesson plan or the game plan clear enough to where they know what they're doing at all times. And even if there's a hurdle in between or something that comes up, it, it's going to happen. Prepare them for the unpreparable, I guess you would say. So sure. communication, building those relationships uh, and then taking it from there, I would say. What may, what about you stands out to is, is there any secret sauce that you have? that you may be a technique that you use in teaching that is still accepted within the realms, but a little bit different than other teachers? I think part of it is, you know, um, sometimes teachers or coaches, they try to use a cookie cutter approach, maybe apply the same thing. And I think what worked for me best was finding out what worked for me best is that sometimes I would try to do what everybody would work for somebody else. And that ain't going to work for you all the time. Um, and it takes a little bit of time. So everybody's a different type of learner. Every time, every player is a different type of player. And I was a little bit fiery. You know, I was that kind of guy chirping in the dugout. I was <laughs> Me too. fired up, you know, and I was, you know, probably sometimes, you know, I had to reel it in or a player had to help me reel it in or a coach. And that worked for me. And I had teammates that were more cerebral. They were more mental that had that quiet uh, approach. And that didn't work for me. So figuring out what works best for you. And it's, you know, sometimes it's hit or miss. Sometimes you got to see what sticks, uh, but try to do what's best for you. And it usually works out best. So you have some, a lot of strengths that I'm hearing kind of come through, you know, you, you really got about networking and communication and listening. So what, what, what do you think you appreciate the most about your strengths? I guess I appreciate that I was able to find out and develop them because I think you figure out what your strengths are. You quickly figure out what your weaknesses are. Um, you know, sometimes it's easy to uh, you kind of want to ignore them. Like I have a weakness here. Well, I'll just focus on my strengths there all the time because it makes me feel good. Sure. You know, let me just, you know, work on hitting the inside pitch or work on my math skills because that's easy. And you kind of push to the side the stuff that's difficult. So. You know, I, I think everybody appreciates their strengths, um, but I think I appreciate some of the strengths that used to be weaknesses. Yeah, um, there you go. That, you know, that, that's kind of the thing. It's like, in, don't get me wrong, we still all have those. You know, everything's okay. a work in progress. So um, I'm trying to figure out uh, which weakness I want to turn into a strength next. Love it. Um, and then try to build from there. So um, I guess that's the way I would put it. Love it. And so, slumps do you play baseball man i play sure. ball slumps are, are you're coaching baseball correct yes okay let's talk slumps let's talk how do you techniques that you're working with your um, student athletes to work out of a slump the biggest part it's all mental scott absolutely for me. i mean yeah. you know you look into a slump and i think one of the biggest things you don't want to do is you start looking at stats Oh, I'm 0 for 3, and then I'm 0 for 7, then I'm 0 for 12, and then I'm 0 for 15. Or even if you're a pitcher, now my ERA is this, and now it's 4.2, now it's 5.7. You know, the biggest mental approach when you're on the 
on deck or if you're in the hole or if you're in the bullpen, you know, the slump, it's all, it's all mental. Sure. You want to go back. Maybe it's a mechanical thing. We'll just this and that, but I'm not real big on, you know, let's completely change your swing. Let's completely change your mechanics. You know, I remember Pete Rhodes says, you know, I don't really change guys swings because your swing is what got you here. You know, thank you for saying that, bro. You know, your swing is what got you here. You know, uh, reinvent the wheel here. Yeah, a lot of it is just confidence. A lot of it right. is just confidence. And right. I was kind of, uh, you know, in my head, I was uh, a little bit of an egomaniac when I went to the plate. It was you know me versus this guy. You could have fifteen outfielders. I really don't care. Game I'm going to beat this guy. Um, so trying to regain that confidence, and it's everybody's going to go through a slump. It's unavoidable. Um, so really enjoy your hot streaks while you can. So figuring out why you're in the slump, if you're chasing a pitch, sometimes you're too aggressive. Sometimes right. you're not aggressive enough. So figuring that out and going from there is, is my advice. Dude, that, that is awesome. And getting back to your basics, like P. Rose said, dude, you, you've been there. You wouldn't be at a level, you know, making right. it through Little League, the high school, the college, the, sure. you know, the show. You know, and I wear number eight my whole life because of two people, the kid Gary Carter and Cal Ripken Jr. And I oh had the – I went to Phil Wilson's Show Me Baseball camp, and I got to meet both of them. And I would, like, like pick their – this I was young, dude, before I even know how to talk to people – but the funny thing you said is that, like, Ripken said it was about stats and stances to him. Yeah. I remember he changed his stances all the time. Every, like, every game it felt like. If I would have just went back to what Senior taught me, I probably would have at least matched Ted Williams for over 400. That's one thing yeah. that he had said. And I just love that you said go back to the basics, what got you there, and then – and. and you know, don't try to make changes during that because, right. you know, if, if the ball's looking like a beach ball coming at you, you're in a good zone. But if it looks sure. like a freaking ping pong ball, 95, that's all. Thank you for saying that, man. Thank you for, sure. for you know, bringing that box. So how about constructive criticism? How do you handle it? Well, you better be able to handle it, number one. Um, and I had some tough coaches growing up where, you know, junior college sometimes is the Wild West. You know, there's not that much oversight. There's not many coaches around. Uh, the mm-hmm. roster's a little bit smaller. And I had guys from all over the country, the Latin, uh, Latin America, New York, Canada, Australia. And that's a melting pot. A lot of different cultures kind of, uh, you know, they're in the lineup and you're sharing a dugout, you're sharing hotel rooms and, and bus trips. Yeah. And sometimes they're going to tell you something you don't want to hear. And you, it's better to hear it early than late. So sure. Coaches, if they're a good coach, I think we're even a teacher. They should bring that type of stuff up. <clears throat> whether you're uh, struggling with a pitch or, or, you know, whether you're not doing well in a test grade, you have to hear this stuff. Or if you're a good boss or if you're a good producer like Donnie, I'm sure he criticizes you all the time. Maybe it's warranted. <laughs> maybe it's not, but right. uh, you know, it's, it's important. I don't think you could sugarcoat things with a player all through their life. I don't think you're helping them out very much. Now, I think compliments and good feedback is obviously important too. But when you take that criticism, try to understand that they're not trying to beat you down. They're not trying to tell you you're bad at this, but they're trying to see if you, you could recognize something so you could try to adjust it, fix it. And probably maybe you're in a slump or you're, you're struggling with something. Um, it's, it's essential, I think, to any student or player uh, developing in, in whatever sport or field they're in. I love it. I love it. Do you know the movie Back to the Future? You ever seen it? Of course. It's my favorite movie of all time. And you mentioned my favorite player is Cal Ripken Jr. Okay. Love it. I mean, we've got a lot in common. You got to get down here in South Florida. Anyway, so let's get in that DeLorean with Marty. Okay. Let's go back to the double deuce, the 22-year-old Steve Yurchuk. 
All right. right. What kind of knowledge nuggets would you, that's what we call them here at Time to Shine today. What kind of knowledge nuggets would you drop on the 22-year-old Steve to maybe help him shorten the learning curve, level up, and blast through? Maybe just a little bit quicker. So we talked about slumps in my first year in the independent leagues. I hit a slump. Uh, you're just seeing different level stuff. You know, it's like going from your senior year in high school to your freshman year in college. There's a threshold there that you haven't seen before. And I hit a slump. And I think one of the biggest issues that I did that I wish I could go back to myself is, uh, you know, I kind of brought too many cooks into the kitchen. You know, I was getting advice from four or five different guys and I was my own worst enemy. Um, I was trying to listen to this guy's opinion and that guy's opinion when, like I talked about earlier, I should have just went back to the basics. I was trying different bats and I was doing different stances and where's my weight need to be and this and that. And I, I was already walking up there with two strikes. Right. That's what it felt like, you know, I felt okay. like I had a, a, a wet paper towel in my hand trying to hit fastballs. So if I could go back and just say, listen, you're here for a reason. Be confident in what got you here. You know, tune out all the white noise. And I think I would have been better uh, for that. My defense was fine because I didn't think about it. And I knew I was confident in it. And hitting's <laughs> obviously difficult, a little bit more difficult. But um, if I could go back, I would say, listen, relax. Stop listening to everybody, even though they can help. Maybe you know, shorten it to one or two people and then sure. go from there. I love it. I love it. So how do you want your dash remembered, Steve? That little line in between your incarnation date and your expiration date, your life date and death date on your tombstone, which hopefully is a long way off. But how do you want that dash remembered? Uh, you know, that's a good question. I want it to be remembered. You know, um, I hope they remember me, uh, I guess, just how I lived. You know, I played ball passionately. Um I was in, uh, you know, I loved it. And it was something that I, you know, I still wish you could play forever. But I hope that uh, they think of me and they think of some fun times that we had that, you know, I was a little bit of a uh, maybe a character on bus trips and stuff like that. But <laughs> I hope if they do think of me and they see that dash, then they, then they smile. Well, I, mean, they, I remember playing ball with him. I remember, you know, he was a great passion. teammate. And, yeah. you know, he would do anything to sacrifice for the team if he had to. And, and uh, hopefully they miss him too. Love it. So what do people misunderstand the most about Steve? Uh, that's a good question. What is most, you know, um, I guess sometimes maybe uh, that's a good question. If I'm too, uh, man, what is I most misunderstood? Um, maybe I think I show affection in weird in in weird ways <laughs> too, you know like if i'm tough on you it doesn't mean right. that i don't like you, you right. know it's like it but sometimes i think and that's something maybe i gotta work on is that you know um my niece is around a lot and you know uh it's kind of we're taking the village approach with her and sometimes you know you I'm, i want to be the fun uncle but i also you know sometimes you got to be a little bit of a parent as well no sure. you can't do this no you can't do that so uh, i think um, showing, you know, uh, I guess how you do a disciplinary approach. It doesn't mean that I don't like you. It's just, right. you know, a constructive criticism thing that everybody wants to improve, I would say. Love it. Love it. So let's take out of this equation anything electronical. And let's do quickly on this. Anything electronical. Um, what are three things that Steve can't live without? And again, no, no phones, tablets, computers, nothing. What are three things you can't live without? So we're taking away electronics. Is that right? Yes, correct. 
Uh, man, I love exercising. I love going to the gym. Okay, I know that's good. a big thing, uh, yeah. but I think, you know, uh, I know that you go to the gym, it's for your physical health, but it's for my for mental health. Mental, maybe. Yeah. Um, the second thing is, um, you know, I love just having a vehicle. I love my truck. Right, I love cool. getting around. I love going somewhere where I got to throw stuff in the back or, or, uh, my sister's dogs or, or whatever. Sure. Um, Yes, that's one. And let me see the third one. Better say baseball, dude. Um, <laughs> you better say baseball. <laughs> yeah, I guess baseball. There's maybe some memorabilia I couldn't do without, but uh, I don't know. Let me see. Uh, man, another thing. Take electronics out. Um, man, I don't know. Oh, okay. I got a favorite hat. How's that? Nice. Got to have the right lid, bro. Love Good it. Lucky charm. I love it. I love it. It's, hey, time to shine today. Podcast varsity squad. We are back. And Steve, you and I could talk an hour on each one of these questions. Okay. But you got five seconds with zero. And I mean, zero explanations. All right. All right. You ready to rock? Let's go. Let's level up. All right. What's the best leveling up advice Steve's ever received? Be yourself. Just yes. be yourself and everything. Will Share work one out. of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Uh, 5 a.m. workouts. Love it. You see me, I'm walking down the street. Fergie, Fergie looks like in his doldrums. Like, what book might you hand me? Swing Away Stan. I'm mad. Your most commonly used emoji? Uh, the uh, guy that's flexing. Love it. Nicknames growing up? Yurch. Yurch. Chess or checkers? Oh, chess. Love it. Favorite charity and organization you like to give your time or money to? Uh, Boys and Girls Club of America. Thank you. Last question. You can elaborate on this a little bit, but what is the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? Man, I grew so funny. I grew up in the 90s primarily, but the last couple years, man, I've been really into uh, 80s alternative rock. My dude, bro. I was born in 72. (laughs) I was born in 72, so I'll be 50 in February, right? Yeah. And it's like, so the 80s, dude, I got the, I lived through the best decade. It was all over, you know? Dude. I lived through the best decade ever. And, you know, I graduated in 1990. So literally from 10 years, I lived through the best decade. I'm talking big hair, don't care. And you had the glam bands, the metal, rap. You had it all in that. You know, easily, it was, it was easily. awesome. Easily, I'm with you 100%. Awesome, I love that. So Steve, how can we find you, brother? Uh, I think I'm on every social media platform. I'm on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Um, Instagram, and I, I see, Instagram yeah. as well. It's, it's pretty much just my name. Um, and, you know, I'm even thinking about maybe I'll bring MySpace back to uh, <laughs> my dude. Going. We'll bring that my, back. So I'll keep you posted on that one. My guy. Hey, so talk to us about Swing Away Stan, a true redemption story. Uh, well, it, it was about a year and a half project. Um, you, you know, I never wrote anything that was uh, creative writing. Uh, I was in school. It's all APA. It's all technical stuff. So I had to meet with a professor. Uh, he kind of gave me some good notes. And uh, it was a process, man, uh, you know, reading, writing, editing, reading, writing, editing, rinse, repeat. And so some oh, yeah. days I just wanted to separate from it. And I don't want to deal with this anymore. But, you know, it was every day I just wrote a paragraph and the next day I wrote a paragraph and then I edited it. And all of a sudden it was, you know, uh, I was holding a copy in my hands. And I was probably as shocked as anybody that I did that. So uh, I'm glad I did it, though. It was fun. It's awesome. And Squad is a super fantastic parable. It it's a quick read. It's about sixty yep. pages ish or so, yep. 
And, you know, I'm going to have a giveaway um, that I'm going to have my good friend, Steve, uh, John Hancock, he's going to sign a copy. What's going to happen is the first one that puts in any of our social, that includes Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, whatnot, LinkedIn. If you put swing away Stan, or no, you know what? Let's say Stan rocks. If you say Stan rocks, I know you've listened to here. I'll make sure that a signed copy on time to shine today's dime. Um, will be mailed out to you with Steve's signature on it. So again, Stan, Stan rocks. Nope, forget that. Stan the man. Stan the man is what it's going to be. All right, squad. So the first one that puts Stan the man in any social will get a free. Actually, the first five people that put Stan the man in the fur in social, I will have my friend Steve sign a copy out to you and mail it out. If you mind taking care of some of the postage. Yeah, no or problem. I can Venmo you the money, man. I'll, so, I'll send them to you too. I'll send you a couple. You I better know. get it. I better get it, baby. You know? Personalized. So, yeah. So, squad, we literally, like, again, it's Steve's a coach that is an educator level. Like, he wants to mold the minds. Our brains aren't even fully developed until we're 25 years old. That's, you know, physiologically. And Steve's there helping people level up. He wants, in front of your skis. He wants you to stay grounded, but think big at the same time. Always level up. A good educator is a fantastic communicator. He loves to build relationships and network. You know, he wants you to find your unique gift and work those reps. Do reps, reps, reps until your gift becomes something that you can offer to people to help them level up. You know, criticism is going to come. Let it, let the, if you trust the person, let it stew a little bit, learn from it, recognize it, adjust to it, and then level up, okay? You know, he believes in if you're in a slump, you know, or whatnot, to go back to the basics, keep less cooks in the kitchen. You know, you've been confident before, work back to that confidence and what got you there. And if there's the one or two, like Steve said, one or two or three people that you really trust, get your asking gear, your ask. Ask them for the advice to help you level up. And Steve will be remembered as someone that slid across home plate, bumped, bruised, battered, but he will have given so much to this world, just like he has did in the last 20, 25 minutes. I'm so blessed to know Steve. Steve, you earned another varsity letter here at Time to Shine today. Thank you so much for coming on. I love your guts. And I can't wait to collaborate with you in the future, brother. No problem, Scott. Thank you very much. And uh, also, thank you for your service. We all really appreciate, appreciate you, brother. That. All right. No problem. Chat soon. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast, probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.